Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I appreciate you listening. It is my prayer that something will be said that will give you a greater appreciation for what Jesus did on Calvary. Today, I want to talk about washing in the blood of Jesus. Jesus was hung on a rugged tree that was shaped like a cross for the sins of mankind. It was the disobedience of one man, Adam, that caused every individual in the world thereafter to be born into sin. According to Genesis 2, 16 and 17, God commanded Adam saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you should surely die. Adam ate the fruit that Eve told him to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil after she was beguiled by Satan, the snake, in the Garden of Eden. We see that one man's disobedience caused mankind to be born sinners. Adam and Eve went from being completely naked and free in God to clothed with shame and guilt apart from God. In order for man to become redeemed, blood had to be shed. This was done in the Old Testament by the blood of animals. You might ask, why did God require animal sacrifices in the Old Testament? According to GodQuestions.org, God required animal sacrifices to provide a temporary covering of sins and to foreshadow the perfect and complete sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And this is according to Leviticus 4.35 and 5.10. Animal sacrifice is an important thing found throughout the scripture because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And this is Hebrews 9.22. When Adam and Eve sinned, animals were killed by God to provide clothing for them. And this is found in Genesis 3.21. Before Jesus died on the cross, God commanded the nation of Israel to perform numerous sacrifices according to certain procedures prescribed by him. First, the animal had to be spotless. Second, the person offering the sacrifice had to identify with the animal. And third, the person offering the animal had to afflict death upon it. When done in faith, this sacrifice provided a temporary covering of sins. Another sacrifice called for on the day of atonement described in Leviticus 16 demonstrates forgiveness and the removal of sin. The high priest was to take two male goats for a sin offering. One of the goats was sacrificed as a sin offering for the people of Israel, according to Leviticus 16, 15, while the other goat was released into the wilderness, Leviticus 16, 20 through 22. The sin offering provided forgiveness while the other goat provided the removal of sin. Today, we no longer offer animal sacrifices. Animal sacrifices have ended because Jesus Christ was the ultimate and perfect sacrifice. 
John the Baptist recognized this when he saw Jesus coming to be baptized and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this is in John 1.29. You may be asking yourself, why animals? What did they do wrong? That is the point. Since the animals did no wrong, they died in place of one performing the sacrifice. Jesus Christ took our sin upon himself and died in our place. As 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Through faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross, we can receive forgiveness. The animal sacrifices were commanded by God so that the individual could experience forgiveness of sin. The animal served as a substitute. That is, the animal died in place of the sinner, but only temporarily, which is why the sacrifices needed to be offered over and over again. Animal sacrifices have stopped with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was and is the ultimate sacrificial substitute once for all time. And this is Hebrews 7.27. You can see that. And now the only mediator between God and humanity. And this is according to 1 Timothy 2 and 5. So we thank God for the blood of Jesus that washes us clean. Once you repeat, repent, I'm sorry, once you repent of your sins and ask Jesus to forgive you, Jesus' blood cleanses you and forgives you. Just like that, his blood has made you righteous. This is not by your works, but rather by your faith and your confession in him. Romans 10, 8 and 10 says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart. One believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you have repented of your sins and made this confession with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you are a born again believer, meaning you are a child of God. Hallelujah. You are in right standing with God because Jesus' blood has cleansed you and made you righteous. Aren't you glad you didn't have to go to the priest once a year to get your sins pardoned or offer up a sacrificial animal? Just go to Jesus once with all sincerity of heart and he will do the rest. It is important that daily you renew your mind by reading the Bible or God's word. It is the Bible that you will learn God's way on how to live a victorious life here on earth. The blood Jesus shed on Calvary on that cross is what makes us forgiven, righteous, holy, healed, delivered, and whole. First Peter 2.24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus took 39 lashes on his back for you and I when we were unholy and not thinking about him. We don't realize how powerful the blood of Jesus really is. I mentioned earlier that it cleanses forgives, heals, and deliver. It makes one holy and whole. 
The blood of Jesus washes us and makes us clean. More than a couple of weeks ago, I heard Pastor Sandra Kennedy on Sid Roth's show, It's Supernatural, talking about washing in the blood of Jesus. Pastor Kennedy talked about how God had given her a revelation on the washing of the blood of Jesus. She washes in the blood of Jesus daily as if she is taking a shower. She's literally taking her hands across her body as if she's washing herself while she is doing this. She is saying to God, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Wash my eyes so I see like God. Wash my ears in the blood of Jesus so I can hear what I need to hear. Wash my mouth in the blood of Jesus. Wash my hands in the blood of Jesus. Wash my feet in the blood of Jesus. Pastor Kennedy stated that after doing this and teaching this in her church, she saw large increase in the number of people being healed in a very short time. It was amazing. She did a survey about a hundred people and told them to wash themselves or their spouses, their children, even their pets, their households, their offices in the blood of Jesus for two weeks in the morning and in the evening. And she reported that 80 to 85% of those that participated saw God move immediately on their behalf. It was like an invasion of the Holy Spirit. People started seeing angels getting healed, being set free and delivered. She believes there was a new season put upon the church that was broken when that uh, solar eclipse happened. She believed that that eclipse was something physically that appeared. And as a result, something spiritually broke loose on the earth. Now, we know that it's the devil's strategy to keep us ignorant of the power of the blood of Jesus. The blood can take care of every area of your life, both physically, spiritually, whatever is on your heart, whatever is in your mind, the blood of Jesus can take care of that situation. It is sad when we see the church have the same problems as the world. We, the church Christians, have answers through Jesus Christ. The world is sick and bent over, and we are sick and bent over. The world is depressed, and we are depressed. It should not be. We must realize our authority and power in the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus washes us, makes us clean, forgiven, healed, and whole. It is hard to believe that we can be thoroughly cleansed and healed through the blood of Jesus. Yes, you must accept this by faith. The Lord is waiting for the church to lead the way. It is harvest time. We must understand the foundation of the blood from the Old Testament. Matthew 5, 17, Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament. The priests washed themselves in the blood morning and evening and were healed of everything and any sin. And they applied it to other people. The priests were the guardians of the health of the community. If we really understand the blood of Jesus, we too can exercise that same authority as the priests did in the Old Testament. There are people listening who feel that God will never heal them because of their past sins. Listen, God is not holding your sins against you. It is the devil that brings condemnation. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
Just repent of your sins and he forgives you. Psalms 103 verses 8 through 12 in the New King James Version says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I believe God's word and the power of Jesus' blood. Next week, Lord's will, I would like to share a testimony I witnessed firsthand about a woman whose family was preparing for her death and God supernaturally healed her body by the washing of the blood of Jesus. There is someone listening who wants to get set free today, like the woman with the testimony. I am talking to you. You feel like God has forsaken you, not hearing your prayers, mad at you because of your sins. You, if you are serious about the things of God right now, you can have an opportunity to pray with me. If you are at home, you can raise your hands high in the air. Please do so if you can. If you're driving, please keep both hands on the wheel. Remember, God does not condemn us. It's Satan who condemns. The Holy Spirit brings conviction, not condemnation. There is a difference. Conviction brings forth repentance and condemnation brings forth guilt and shame. This prayer is for you. For anyone that is serious and want to get in right fellowship with God, you might not, you might need to be saved or forgiven or cleansed or delivered or healed or all of the above. Get ready because you are able to be washed in the blood of Jesus and become totally whole. I'm going to make it sweet and short. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of all my sins and I ask for your forgiveness I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I wash my entire body now with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for making me whole, for saving, healing, cleansing, delivering me in Jesus name. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Happy Father's Day. May you have a very special day. I want to give a shout out to my wonderful husband and to my great father, who both are named Jerome, for being super fathers. I love you both dearly. Also, I want to tell my husband, happy anniversary is a day early. Tomorrow's our anniversary. We will be celebrating 30 years of marriage. What a blessing. Truly, I thank God for him. Today, I want to continue to talk about washing in the blood of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross so we might have life to the full or till it overflow in this world and the world to come, eternity. Many of you don't believe that, but it is true. God wants the best for you. He has you on his mind. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Fathers, I don't know what you're going through, but God loves you. You might be thinking, you don't have any idea, Donnie, what I'm going through right now or what I'm facing. Hey, I'm looking at 
divorce court. I'm, I'm unemployed. I'm stressed out. I can't make ends meet. I'm sick in my body. I'm just frustrated, disgusted, and lonely. I just don't know what to do. Well, if this is you, you are in the right place because God wants to show himself faithful to you through his son, Jesus. Jesus is right there with you. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't you dare give up on him. When God allowed his only begotten son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for your salvation, peace, joy, protection, deliverance, healing, and prosperity, he had you on his mind. God loves you with an everlasting love. You might think your world is crumbling before your eyes. Give Jesus a try. This is not about religion. It is about relationship. Jesus died a very gruesome death on that rugged tree for you. He took those lashes and beatings on his back for you. The blood he shed on Calvary was for you. That blood Jesus shed on Calvary has the power to wash us, to cleanse us, to deliver us, and to make us whole. It was one man's disobedience, Adam, to cause all mankind to become born into sin or to have a sinful nature. According to Genesis 2, 16 and 17, God commanded Adam saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you should not eat. For in the day you eat of it, you should surely die. Well, Adam ate of the fruit that Eve told him to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And after she, after she was beguiled by Satan, the snake in the garden of Eden. And so what we see is how one man's disobedience caused mankind to be born a sinner. And that's why we have all the problems in the world today is because of the sin and the world. So in order for man to become redeemed, blood had to be shed. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And this was done in the Old Testament by the blood of animals. Today, we are no longer offering up animal sacrifices. Animal sacrifices ended because Jesus Christ was the ultimate and perfect sacrifice. John the Baptist recognized this when he saw Jesus coming to be baptized. And he said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this is in John 1 You may be saying, why animals? What did they do wrong? That's the point. They did no wrong. They died in a place of one performing the sacrifice. Jesus did no wrong. He took our sin upon himself and died in our place. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Through faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross, we can receive forgiveness. So animal sacrifices have stopped with Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate sacrificial substitute once and for all time. And now is the only mediator between God and humanity. When we didn't know any better doing our own thing, doing whatever we were big enough or bad enough to do, not thinking about Jesus, he was and still is making intercession for us to God on our behalf. 
God is a good, good father. Hallelujah. After Jesus died on the cross, God raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus walked the earth 40 days after he rose from the dead. So his disciples would know that he was the Messiah. And before Jesus left, he told his disciples that he would leave them, but he wouldn't leave them comfortless. He would leave them with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide and teach them. According to Luke 11, 11 through 13, it says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Holy Spirit, he wants to live within us and guide us and lead us to all truth. God is a good, good father. He had a plan for mankind before the fall of Adam to redeem mankind back to himself through his son, Jesus. Jesus' obedience redeemed mankind from destruction and through his blood allowed mankind to be purchased back and to become in right fellowship with God. Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice once and for all. God is a good, good father. You can rest and trust in him. This makes me think of the song by Chris Tomlin called Good, Good Father. I'm not going to sing it, but I'm just going to say a chorus and maybe a little stanza. But it says, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Because you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a father or not. It doesn't matter if you have a father or not. Whether you're young or old, male or female, rich or poor, literate or illiterate, you can come to God, Abba, Father, just as you are. God wants his Holy Spirit to dwell in you. First, you have to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. And this is done by acknowledging that you are a sinner and asking God to forgive you of your sins and he will forgive you. Romans 10 verses 8 to 10, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart. One believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Once you repented of your sins and asked Jesus to forgive you, Jesus' blood washes and cleanses you and your sins are forgiven. Just like that. His blood has made you righteous. This is not by your works, but rather by your faith and your confession in him. If you have repented of your sins and made this confession with your mouth and believe in your heart 
then you are born again believer, meaning you're a child of God. You are in right standing with God because Jesus' blood has cleansed you and made you righteous. Aren't you glad you don't have to offer up a sacrificial animal when you sin? Just go to Jesus with a repentant heart and he will do the rest. We are going to sin and miss the mark even after we receive Jesus in our lives as Lord and Savior. However, we don't practice sin. We repent of them and turn away from them. And that is why it's so important daily to renew our mind by reading the word of God. It's in his Bible that we will learn God's ways on how to live a victorious life here on earth. Last week, I mentioned that Pastor Sandra Kennedy was on the Sid Ross show. It's supernatural talking about washing in the blood of Jesus. Her revelation and testimony of washing in the blood of Jesus really blessed me. She washes in the blood of Jesus daily as if she's taking a shower. And I started doing that these past couple of weeks. I wash my hands in the blood of Jesus. Um, And I do, you know, to do what God wants me to do. I wash my eyes so that I can see what he wants me to see. I wash my ears in the blood so I can hear what he wants me to hear. And I wash my mouth in the blood so I can speak and say the things he wants me to say. And my body, my feet, everything. You get the point. And so I started doing this concerning my loved ones and praying for them in my prayer time my private time and and start praying for others and washing in the blood of Jesus over their situations, over their bodies. And Pastor Kennedy started teaching this in her church. And she did a survey of about a hundred people, told them to wash themselves twice a day in the blood of Jesus. And 80 to 85% of those who participated in the study, they saw Jesus, they saw God's move on their behalf miraculously. I mean, it was amazing what they saw. It was like the invasion of the Holy Spirit. People started seeing angels getting healed, being set free and delivered. It was amazing. Listen, God is not holding your sins against you. You may feel like, you know, you want to be healed, but God is holding your past against you. There is no condemnation in Jesus. Hallelujah. John 3, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Well, last week, I briefly shared a testimony of a woman whose family was preparing for her death and God supernaturally raised her up by the washing of the blood of Jesus. I am waiting for her doctor's report because I believe God healed her supernaturally. After I prayed for her body, mind, and spirit to be washed in the blood of Jesus, she was able to walk without assistance when she wasn't able to before. And um, there was a difference in her attitude and her appearance prior to praying. She was condemning herself, depressed, and bound by her ailments. After praying, she had hope to live, unexplainable joy, and a recommitted attitude to God. Hopefully soon you'll be able to hear her testimony firsthand. If you desire to be washed in the blood of Jesus, please pray this short prayer with me. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of all my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. 
I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I wash my entire body now with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God, for making me whole, for saving me, healing me, cleansing me, delivering me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, it is officially summer. I trust you are enjoying this beautiful day. I will continue to talk about washing in the blood of Jesus. This will be part three. I hope these past two weeks you have gained knowledge on how powerful the blood of Jesus really is. Literally, it is life changing. You must only believe. I am going to review quickly. I mentioned that Jesus died a very gruesome death on that rugged tree for us. He took those lashes and beatings on his back for us. The blood he shed on Calvary was for us. That blood Jesus shed on Calvary has the power to wash us, cleanse us, deliver us, and make us whole. It was one man's disobedience, Adam, that caused all mankind to become born into sin or to have a sinful nature. Man had to be redeemed from sin in order to be back into fellowship with God. This took place by the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And you can see this in Hebrews 9.22. So this was done in the Old Testament by blood of animals. Today, we no longer offer animal sacrifices. Animal sacrifices have ended because Jesus Christ was the ultimate and perfect sacrifice. John the Baptist recognized this when he saw Jesus coming to be baptized and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes found in John 1.29. And according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become righteousness of God. Through faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross, we can receive forgiveness. So God had a plan for mankind before the fall of Adam to redeem mankind back to himself through his son, Jesus. Woo! Jesus' obedience redeemed mankind from destruction and through his blood allowed mankind to be purchased back and to become in right fellowship with God. So Jesus' blood paid the price once and for all. He was and is the ultimate sacrifice. God wants his Holy Spirit to dwell in us richly. But first, we have to make Jesus our Lord and Savior. And this is by acknowledging that we are sinners and asking God to forgive us of our sins. And we can read this in Romans 10, 8 and 10. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. 
For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So once we repented of our sins and asked Jesus to forgive us, Jesus blood washes and cleanses us and our sins are forgiven just like that. His blood has made us righteous. This is not by our works, but rather by our faith and confession with our mouth. We made this confession about Jesus being Lord. Hallelujah. And believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. So we are saved. It is the blood that has cleansed us and made us righteous. Aren't you glad you don't have to offer up sacrificial animals. Hallelujah. When we sin, we can just go straight to Jesus with a repentant heart and he will do the rest. Last week I mentioned, um, on this Christian journey that we will sin and miss the mark. However, we don't practice sin. We repent and turn away from it. It is the Bible that helps us to stay on, to renew our mind daily in the word of God. This is how we learn God's will for our lives and how to live a victorious life. I mentioned that Dr. Um, Kennedy, Sandra Kennedy taught on how to wash ourselves in the blood of Jesus by taking our hands and literally motioning them as if we're taking a shower. Well, I have been doing this for the past few weeks. Remember, it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us forgives us, deliver us, and heals us. Hallelujah. This might seem strange, but I'm continuing to do this in faith, believing that I will see results of some sort, somehow, somewhere. In my opinion, it is better than doing nothing. I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Not only did I pray for myself, but I start praying for others who were sick. And I literally saw a change. Remember the lady I told you about whose family was preparing for her death because of the doctor's report? Well, I asked the lady, could I pray for her? And she said, yes. I covered her entire body in prayer in the blood of Jesus. I washed that condition, her illnesses in the blood of Jesus. And immediately I saw a difference in her attitude, her appearance and ability, her physical continence changed. She appeared joyful rather than sorrowful. Today, That lady is out of the hospital and into rehab, believing God for her total healing and deliverance. Last Sunday, she came to church and what a blessing. To me, she was a walking miracle. She was walking with a cane and I believe God for her total healing. This lady has many different illnesses and I'm believing she will be on the air to tell what God has done. Hallelujah. I believe the medical records will confirm her healing. In the meantime, I will continue to wash her body in the blood of Jesus in my private prayer time. You think this is crazy and that I lost my mind. It doesn't matter what you think because I have seen the power of God with my natural eyes so many times and I believe he will do a complete work in this lady. This lady and her family were so excited to be at church to let others know what God is doing. This is not my doing. This is the power of the blood of Jesus. God gets all the glory, 
all the honor. God wants his people, you and I, to take him at his word. John 3, 16 and 17 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The scriptures let us know that God gave us Jesus so we can have eternal life and be saved. We accept this for our salvation. How about accepting what Jesus did on Calvary for our healing? We should be able to believe God that the same blood that saved us is the same blood that can heal us. It is God's desire for everyone to be healed, just like it is his desire for everyone to be saved. However, we know that everyone will not be saved and everyone will not be healed. This is not because of God. Hallelujah. God is waiting on us to take him at his word. He gives us the authority to use Jesus name, the power of Jesus blood to receive our healing. We should readily believe Jesus for our healing, just like we do for our salvation. First Peter two twenty four says who himself bore our sins in his own body on that tree that we haven't died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. He already said it's done. We are healed. Hallelujah. We were healed. Matthew 8, 16 says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. All that were sick. Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. God, Jesus has compassion. He wants to heal you. He wants you to be healed. Matthew 19, 2. And a great multitude followed him and he healed them there. Luke 9 and 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He gave the disciples power. You hear that? Authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Luke 9, 11. But when the multitude knew it, they followed him and received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and heal those who had need of healing. It is God's will for us to be healed. He wants us to be healed. John 14, 12, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. Jesus is letting us know we have the same authority and power that he has. Hallelujah. He has left the Holy Spirit with us. Now he's with the father. God is waiting on us to exercise our faith and to use his word with authority. He has given us his son, Jesus, whose name is above every name in heaven and in earth. Our salvation and healing were paid for on Calvary by the blood of the spotless and perfect lamb, the son of God, the Lord of Lords, 
the King of Kings, Jesus. If you desire, hallelujah, to be washed in this blood, this blood that I'm talking about, Jesus, oh my goodness, Jesus will do it for you today. Have faith, believe in the word of God. Remember, God is not holding any good thing from you. And you know, sometimes healing, it doesn't take place immediately. Sometimes there's a process. Sometimes there's years. But I tell you, continue to believe. Never give up. Praise God. I remember I had a friend who was in a car accident. He was in a coma. This is for somebody out there. And he was in a coma for two months. He couldn't talk. He couldn't do anything. He was just his brain like dead. And the people were giving up. And my mother and I, we would continue to go out to the hospital and lay hands on him and pray and and believe God that he would come through. And I thank God that his his mother didn't give up and didn't, um, you know, unplug him, you know, from, um, the the life support. And I just thank God because in two months he came out of that coma totally, completely. Hallelujah. And he had to learn how to eat again, learn how to walk, learn how to talk all these things and eventually got a job. So don't tell me what prayer won't do. I've seen God many times heal people of cancer. Hallelujah. I have testimonies and testimonies, personal testimonies in my own life, how God healed me. So if you desire to be washed in the blood of Jesus, please pray this short prayer with me now. And remember what I said, just take your hands like you're motioning, like you're washing it with soap, but it's the blood of Jesus and believe God. Hallelujah. Dear heavenly father, ha, I repent of all my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I wash my entire body now with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God, for making me whole. I thank you for cleansing me, saving me, healing me and delivering me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. What a beautiful day. It is a blessing to be in the land of the living. These past few weeks, I've talked about washing in the blood of Jesus. And I will conclude today, literally washing in the blood of Jesus, motioning your hands over your body as if you were giving yourself a bath in the blood of Jesus. For those of you that are joining me for the very first time, you might think this sounds crazy or very unusual. Hallelujah. Well, I heard this concept over a month ago from Dr. Sandra Kennedy. It was amazing once she started doing this and teaching the members of our church to do this. Many miracles were reported along with other great things that God did for them. And so I've been doing this myself the past month and I've seen some great things happen as well. Let me simplify things. Often this is done in my private prayer time with God, for example, 
I might say, dear God, I wash my eyes and ears in the blood of Jesus that I see and hear what you want me to see and hear, both spiritually and naturally. I wash my mouth in the blood of Jesus that I say what you want me to say. I wash my hands in the blood of Jesus that I do what you want me to do. And I wash my feet in the blood of Jesus that I go where you want me to go. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And all while I'm saying this prayer out loud, I'm motioning my hands over the various parts of my body as I pray. Family members and friends have allowed me to pray for them, washing them in the blood of Jesus. The prayers range from healing in their bodies to peace in their minds or peace in their homes. Praise God. For those of you that have been listening the past few months, you've heard me share that I prayed for a lady that her family had given up to die due to her various physical illnesses and the doctor's report. They were beginning to plan for her funeral. Our pastor prayed for this woman while she was in intensive care at the hospital. And then a week later, she was released to a rehab center. Did you hear me? Prayers changes things. She was released from IC, hallelujah, intensive care to the rehab. Whatever situation you are facing now, don't give up because prayer changes things. God is still in the healing business. First Peter 2.24 says, by Jesus stripes, you are already healed. You must believe that. We must take God at his word. Don't give up. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Perhaps you received a negative report from your doctor and they are giving you so many days to live. I encourage you to believe the report of the Lord. It doesn't matter if the doctor said you have cancer or you're about to die. You speak to that part of your body and wash it in the blood of Jesus. Jesus' blood cleanses, washes, delivers, and make whole. It's power in the blood of Jesus. Just like the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name in heaven and in earth. Cancer must bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I know many people that were healed of cancer, including my father. The doctor told my father back in the early nineties that he had colon cancer. My father went to his church. The members laid hands on him, anointed him with oil, prayed over him the word of God. He went back to the doctor and they could not find any cancer. However, they still decided to take about three feet of his cancer, of his colon from his body. I should say his intestines. Um, But today I am glad to say my father is still in the land of the living. Praise God. He's doing well, cancer free. Hallelujah. And remember Psalms 91, 16, it says with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Take God at his word. God wants to heal you. If you have been listening to this broadcast for any period of time, you know that it is the thief, the devil that comes to steal, to kill and destroy. Jesus said he comes that we, hallelujah, they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This is according to John 10 and 10, hallelujah. 
My husband and I, we prayed for that lady that was at the rehab center. And immediately we saw God move on her behalf. She wasn't healed instantly of every illness, but she was healed emotionally. It was definitely a breakthrough. We saw a transformation in her conduct, attitude, and appearance before our own eyes. Also, we continue to stand in faith, believing God for her total healing. She allowed us to pray by washing her in the blood of Jesus. Prior to our coming, she stated she couldn't walk alone. While we were there, she got up from her bed, walked to the hallway by herself and back to her bed without any assistance from anyone or anything. Hallelujah. Two weeks later, she received a pass from the rehab center to visit the church. We saw her and were blessed by what God has done and is continuing to do in her life. All I can say is that she is no longer on deathbed. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are still believing for her total and complete healing. I am not one to say God did this or God did that without evidence or proof. Hallelujah. Once we receive the doctor's report of her healing, you will be the first to know. Prayerfully, you will be able to hear it firsthand from the lady herself. If you are a believer and have given your life to God by accepting his son, Jesus, you can expect God to move on your behalf. I'm not saying everything is going to happen just like you want it, but God, hallelujah. I tell you, he's a God who wants the best for his children. He loves you with the everlasting love. You might be saying, Donnie's, I know people who are Christians and are sick and they have died in their sickness with their sickness. God didn't heal them. I know many people like that as well. However, what I do know that every Christian does not know his or her authority in Christ Jesus. Some Christians, believe it or not, don't have faith to believe God for their healing or they don't believe the word of God is for them. They believe healing was time in the Old Testament. They don't believe it's for today. But guess what? They're still going to heaven, but they missed out on that abundant life here on earth that they could have experienced because of their lack of knowledge or their lack of faith. Then you have some people that believe in God for their healing. And for whatever reason, they were never healed and some died. I don't know why. And I never will. All I know is that God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. Too many times have I seen the hand of God move on behalf of those that believed on his word, confessed his word, and acted upon his word. And they were healed. Hallelujah. Remember, God is a good, good father. He wants the best for his children. Just like the natural good father wants the best for his children, how much more does God want for his children? Now, I purposely said the natural good father because there are some natural bad fathers. Perhaps you had one of those that wasn't a godly father and it was and it's difficult for you to trust God because you were hurt by your natural father. You have to give that all to God. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Your natural father is limited. 
but God is unlimited. Hallelujah. Whatever past baggage from your father or even your mother, you must leave that at the foot of Jesus. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. You must believe that God cares for you, that he gave his only begotten son for you. Hallelujah. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him, talking about Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Through faith in what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross, we can receive forgiveness. Do you know that forgiveness is crucial toward receiving your healing? If there is someone that you need to forgive, please release him or her now. You don't want your unforgiveness to prevent you from receiving your healing from God. God's word clearly lets us know that if we want to be forgiven by him, we must forgive others. It doesn't matter what they did to you. Let it go and give it to God. Otherwise, you are allowing them to keep you captive and they are running around free. Remember that gruesome death on the cross at Calvary where Jesus bore those stripes on his back for you to be saved, healed, whole, and free? Don't allow anyone to make you feel condemned. God is not condemning you. That's Satan or the devil that's doing that. John 3, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This scripture lets us know that God gave Jesus so that we can have eternal life and be saved. We accept this for our salvation. How about accepting what Jesus did on Calvary for our healing? We should be able to believe God. That same blood that saved us is the same blood that heals us. Hallelujah. It is God's desire for everyone to be healed just like it is his desire for everyone to be saved. However, we know that everyone will not be saved. Everyone will not be healed. But this is not because of God. God is waiting on us to take him at his word. He gives us the authority to use Jesus' name and the power of Jesus' blood to receive our healing. We should readily believe Jesus for our healing just like we do our salvation. I hope these past two weeks you have gained knowledge on how powerful the blood of Jesus really is. The blood of Jesus shed on Calvary has the power to wash us, to cleanse us, to deliver us, and to make us whole. Literally, literally, it is life-changing. You must only believe. If you desire to be forgiveness and healing, Please pray this short prayer with me. And remember to motion your hands over your areas of your body that needs healing. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I repent of all my sins and I ask you for forgiveness. I release 
anyone that has hurt me. I forgive them. I confess that Jesus is Lord. And I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I wash my entire body now with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God, for making me whole. I thank you for cleansing me, saving me, healing me, and delivering me. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me and you know that God has changed you, he has forgiven you, saved you, healed you, delivered you, freed you, made you whole, please send me an email. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you, but it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus.